Are you experiencing disconnection in your relationship? Do you feel like you're constantly struggling with the same unresolved issues? Are you having difficulty managing strong emotions? Or would you just like to know a little bit more about therapy? We've got you covered. Welcome back to Spilling the Therapy with therapist Kathy Dan Moore and grief coach Jess Lowe. Hey, Kathy Dan. Hey. I'm touching you right now. <laughs> we are in person. In studio. Yes. And this is the second time. Yes. We've done, what was the topic we did last We did last time? Um, sleep disorders. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Things like that, I think, last so we So we get to be in person. Yeah. Loving it. Yes. Um, and we're excited because today require, I mean, EMDR can be done virtually, virtually, but I like doing it yeah. in person. It's like I've, you get more, your right. client gets more out of it when they're in person. Exactly. Right? Okay. Yeah. So today we're going to do an EMDR session with me yeah. as your client. Yay! It's exciting. Super exciting. Anytime we enter EMDR into the mix, you know, I'm just happy as yeah. a clam. And I'm excited because we work with each other, but like I'm obviously not in your client sessions. Yeah. So I get to see like Kathy Dan, the therapist, in action. In, in action. So that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> in action. So yeah. So um, catch up wise, uh, I flew in. Yeah. It's really and it's cold time. here. It's, Although it's colder where it's, you are. It's cool here. It's cold at my house. <laughs> yeah. We went for a walk last night and I had to go back inside to get another jacket. Yeah. So, but I feel like I'm just kind of a baby about it. Well, I mean, it's not really cold here a lot. So when it is, it's like catches you off guard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, let's just jump right in. Let's do it. We're too overly excited that we're not going to be able to really have any other conversations about EMDR. Yeah, exactly. So before we get started, we do want to have a little disclaimer Mm -hmm. that the podcast is not meant to be a replacement for professional treatment. It is not a do-it-yourself EMDR therapy process. This is a clinical demonstration that can help existing EMDR therapists in their learning as well as be useful for preparing clients for what to expect. Right. EMDR therapy should only be conducted by a properly trained clinical professional. Yes. Yeah. And a few things that are obviously going to be out of context mm-hmm. with what we're doing and with, with the usual session yeah. um, is that, you know, we're leveraging, we're honoring mm-hmm. our friendship and our relationship, yeah. right? And we're colleagues and we're friends. Mm-hmm. So that's different. Yeah. We're using this as a tool, mm-hmm. as an example. Yeah. So I already have a lot of background on you mm-hmm. as a human. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if we're a regular therapist-client relationship, a lot of that would have been established through previous sessions. Right. So the listener's not hearing any of that piece right, of absolutely. it. Absolutely. So, and if anybody out there wants a rundown of EMDR, mm-hmm. we have... Um, all of the phases listed out and discussed in yeah. episode six. Yep. So they can kind of go back and listen to that. So we're not going to do a full phase one 
um, because that's already implied. Yeah, gathering already, the history, gathering my history. We already know all mm -hmm. that. And then there's phase two is resourcing. Mm -hmm. So this is a really important part that yeah. people need to understand. And so I know you've been fully resourced. Yeah. And we've talked about it already, mm -hmm. but share a little bit of what some of the resourcing is that you have in your corner. Um, so meditation is a good one. Mm -hmm. um, also like family frame relationship my me and my sister she were really close so anytime I need to talk to her about anything that's on my mind or to make me feel calm safe um my sister and my husband okay um, and also like music is yeah. a really big one in my life mm -hmm. um yeah okay and then we've talked about what we use in therapy in EMDR therapy as your your safe place mm -hmm. or your calm place those are yeah. interchangeable terms and yours is your husband, Jason, yep. at home. Yes. So that's something that mm -hmm. if somebody's triggered during a session or if I feel like, you know, um, or if we have to end before we've really been able to resolve the distress around a target, we will go into doing safe place at right. the end. Okay. And so today we've already previously gone through her timeline and mm -hmm. discussed some of Jess's uh, distressing events. So yeah. the timeline is listing all that out. Yeah. And then we've really settled in on the fact that we're going to work on a target around you being kidnapped, almost kidnapped yeah. as a child. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk for a second about like what you're seeing, how I want you to look at this. It's okay. like, I want you to play that experience out almost like it's a movie in your mind okay. of what was happening. And, and I want you to imagine screenshotting it or pressing pause on the movie okay. on the scene or the visual that feels the most distressing, that causes you the most distress. Okay. And tell me a little bit about what you're seeing. Okay, so I'm in my front yard. I'm three to four years old. I'm playing by myself. I wasn't supposed to be outside playing. Okay. And a man and his dog um, come by. We had a, like a chain link fence. Okay. Um, and he came by and he's, of course, talking to me. And I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. And he then um, was telling me that I needed to go home with him. And he was like unlatching the gate. Okay. The chain link fence gate. And that's probably where I feel the most like, you know, yeah, anxious. And okay. Yeah. All right. Then that's what we're going to start with mm -hmm. as your target. Mm -hmm. uh, so, what we want to do is we want to align with the target what your, it's called negative cognition. Mm -hmm. I also describe it as sort of a self limiting belief. And so that's an I statement mm -hmm. that talks about what is the self-limiting belief that you are having at that moment. That sometimes like yes. when we talk about why EMDR works and we say, oh, people talk about being activated or triggered mm -hmm. in their later life. Mm -hmm. and, and we're saying, well, that's because there's unprocessed trauma from your childhood. Right. And lots of times that negative cognition is what's showing up later in mm -hmm. life. So what do you think would be your self-limiting belief around that experience. I'm not safe. I'm not safe. Yeah. Okay. That's really good. Um, okay. And I want to get what's called a SUD. So it's a mm -hmm. subjective unit of distress scale. Okay. Where do you feel from a zero being that memory is not distressing at all? And mm -hmm. I want you to kind of see it through the eyes of three-year-old Jess. Okay. 
and a 10 that's extremely distressing. Where would you say you are on that scale? I got like an eight. About an eight? Yeah. Okay. All right. And can you tell me a little bit about what are some of the feelings that you can identify that you had at that moment? Um, I mean, just fear of like not seeing my mom again. Fear. Okay. Yeah. Um, untru like not trusting. Okay. Any other feelings that you remember or is that? Mm. Just really scared. I mean, just, okay. just the fear, I think the, un of the unknown too. what's going to happen to me. Okay. Okay, great. All right, so we can go ahead and get started. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to have you hold those two mechanisms mm -hmm. that are going to vibrate in each hand. Okay. And you're, you have the headphones on, and they're going to beep in each ear. So it's going to create the bilateral stimulation with the sound in your ears and the vibrating in your hands. Okay. Okay. And are you comfortable? Do you want to kick your shoes off or grab a blanket? I'm comfy. You're comfy? Okay. Yeah. All right. So first, let's take a deep breath in and then out. Okay. And much slower this time. I want you to go in for seven and out for 11. Do that one more time. Okay. Now I'm going to have you go ahead and in your mind, and I'm going to stop the vibrating about every minute or so, not so that you can tell me everything you've thought of while it's been off, right? Okay. Because I'm not taking you out of the flow. Okay. I just want to know what you're noticing when I stop the vibrating. Okay. And I'm just going to say, what are you noticing? Okay. okay. And then you'll tell me. And in all likelihood, I'm just going to say, okay, continue to notice that. Okay. Okay. So I want you to, in your mind's eye, go to being three-year-old Jess. Okay. And you're playing alone in the front yard. Mm -hmm. And a man and his dog are talking to you through the chain link fence. Mm -hmm. And he's telling you that you need to go with him and he's starting to open the gate. Mm -hmm. And in your mind's eye, I want you to align that right now with I'm not safe. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. here we go. Okay, what are you noticing right now? Um, I'm really anxious. Okay, where are you feeling that in your body? Like in my chest. In your chest? Mm -hmm. Okay, I want you now just to put your attention on the anxious feeling that mm -hmm. you have in your chest. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Okay, what are you noticing right now? Just that, I mean, just like fear. Just a feeling of fear? Mm -hmm. Okay, just follow that feeling of fear. Okay. Okay, what are you noticing? I'm worried about my mom. You're worried about your mm -hmm. mom? Okay. Follow that. Notice your mom. Okay. Okay. What are you noticing? Oh, <laughs> um, like, will she be okay if I wasn't there? Okay. Like, if something happened to me, would right. she be okay? Okay, good. You're doing great. Okay. Just notice that. What are you noticing? Um, just the same worry. Like, I can't, I mean, I'm a kid, but I can't protect her. But, like, just worried about her 
like mental space, my mom's mental space. Mm -hmm. Okay. Notice your fear of being a three-year-old mm -hmm. and your fear being that you need to protect your mm -hmm. mom. Here we go. Hey, what are you noticing? I can't protect her, but she needs to protect me. That's great. Mm -hmm. Keep noticing that. Okay. Okay, what are you noticing? Ah, uh, that she protected me as much as she could. Mm -hmm. um, but she was, I mean, she was a kid when she had me. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, I still feel like I need to be protected. But you I feel like I do all the, I do all the protecting. <laughs> Okay, so notice that flip-flop. Yeah. Okay, notice mm -hmm. that. Okay, what are you noticing? That I can protect myself. Okay. Okay. Now notice. I'm safe. <laughs> so if I ask you to go back to that mm -hmm. target of you being in the yard and the mm -hmm. man and his dog talking you to, through, to you through the chain link fence mm -hmm. and saying you needed to come with him. Mm -hmm. How distressing does that memory feel right now? A zero being it doesn't bother you, it's not distressing, or a 10, it's extremely distressing? Like a two. Like a two? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So with, with that, mm -hmm. I want, would you rather what you believe at that moment is that you can protect yourself and you are safe? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to go back to that memory. Okay. And this time I want you to align it in your mind's mm -hmm. eye with I am safe mm -hmm. and I can protect myself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here we go. Okay. How are you feeling? I'm fine. I'm mm -hmm. safe. <laughs> How valid does the belief of I am safe, I can protect myself feel? A one, yeah. it doesn't feel valid. A seven, it feels completely valid. Seven. A seven? Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's just go to your safe place, mm -hmm. too, where you're with your husband, Jason, mm -hmm. and you're at your home, okay? Mm -hmm. And I just want you to imagine yourself being there and being, you know, you can protect yourself, yeah. but also having that safety. Okay. okay. Here we go. Okay, how do you feel? The anxious feeling is gone. Oh, it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Okay, so here you can give me the buzzers. Okay. Tell me a little bit about, um, you know, how that was for you. Um, it wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of people get nervous because it's something they they've never experienced before. Yes. Yeah, and that's obviously a really abbreviated version of EMDR. But, but that's kind of the wonderful thing yeah. about it is sometimes it's one target. Sometimes it's something that's happened recently, like a car accident mm -hmm. or a recent traumatic event. But I love the analogy of like, imagine that you, it's weeds uh -huh. and you can either pull the top of the weed off, mm -hmm. but it's still there and growing, or yeah. you can get it by the root. And EMDR can allow us to go back yeah. into childhood yeah. and get these self-limiting beliefs yeah. that are impacting our current lives. Right you know, and, and it changes the way, you know, our perspective mm -hmm. about things that are mm -hmm. super important. Like, yeah. do you feel safe and can right. you protect yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And so maybe I won't feel so nervous in parking lots. Yeah. You know, cause that stems from also like, and we'll see. And so a lot of times I'll yeah. ask clients like, when they leave, you know, sometimes you can have a headache or you yeah. can feel really tired. There's a lot of activity happening yeah. in your brain when mm -hmm. you do this. 
So when you leave, pay attention to just what you notice okay. that's different. I've had things where I haven't noticed it right in the moment. Mm-hmm. And then in hindsight, I'm like, oh, wow, I wasn't very reactive to yeah. that. Um, that's something that would have activated me in the past. Yeah. Um, sometimes people can really experience some funky, weird dreams. And I say, just kind of notice that so that the next session I can get a self-report yeah. of what they've noticed that's yeah. happened since then. Okay. Well, tomorrow at the airport will be a good exactly <laughs> good test, right? <laughs> we shall see. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. To be continued. To be continued. Okay. Well, if you want to switch, we do have an asked and answered. Okay. Awesome. From Melanie from Portland, she says that my mom and I have a very strained relationship. She wants to be in everyone's business all the time in all caps <laughs> when i attempt to set boundaries she proceeds to attempt to guilt trip how can i get the point across i love my mom but i'm at my wits so i would wonder what's underneath her wanting to be in other people's business all the time yeah right like yeah. Uh, is it a need to feel needed mm-hmm. and have your um you know your point of view and your feedback being is it is it loneliness mm-hmm. is it you know, what's going on underneath it yeah. that has her always crying, right. if you will. Yeah. Kind of looking at it from this empathetic Aesthetic place point. of like, what yeah. is, how is this like act serving you? Yeah. But then from a strategic standpoint, I mm-hmm. would say, are you creating boundaries with her? Yeah. Because boundaries, we've said this before, it's not a one-time thing. You have to put boundaries down continually. So then you can say, you know, mom, um, like I said before, this is not an area I want to discuss. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So you you will be at your wit's end if you're not executing your boundaries in a um, consistent manner. Yeah. And she mentioned that she does attempt to set them, but her mom proceeds to attempt to guilt trip her. So that might be have a conversation where you can tell your mom, I understand that this is how you're feeling, but I have to have this boundary set for me so that we can have a better communicative relationship. Yeah, I'm going to push know? back a little bit on that she's able to guilt trip you. She's able to try to say yeah. things. We are either, we are the ones yeah. in control of whether or not we're it experiencing yeah. guilt. Yeah. So can you look at it and go, oh, I see what you're doing right there. You're hoping I'll feel guilty about me setting this boundary, but I don't. There you go. Because it's good for me and it's good for our relationship. Right. And so that's, you know, a good way that you can kind of push back. Like they, people can't make you feel guilty. They can try. It's just how you you determine whether or not that's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hope that answers your question. Yeah. So good luck. Um, All right. Well, thank you to our listeners for joining us today. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This will help us move up the chart and be more accessible to new listeners. Don't forget to check out our website, Instagram, and Facebook, which is also linked below. We will continue to add resources and information. If you have a question for our Ask and Answered segment, click on the link below or on our website. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Stay safe. We're your hosts, Kathy Damore and Jess Lowe. And join us next time where we will be discussing the consequences of childhood neglect. We'll be breaking it down one sip at a time. The podcast you heard today is for educational purposes only and does not replace the advice you may be receiving from a licensed therapist. 